the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I travel. It's time for the Don Crow Show, right here from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios. Now, the Don Crow Show. The Don Crow Show is brought to you in part by Passport Auto Group Stores. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, I highly recommend that you go to PassportAuto.com and find Passport's nearest dealership to where you live. And what a great selection to choose from. BMW, Infiniti, Nissan, Toyota, Mazda, Mini. And right now, Passport also has over a 1,000 certified pre-owned vehicles you may want to consider as well. Again, find your nearest dealership at the website PassportAuto.com. Hey, how are you folks? Hello there. Hello, hello, and welcome to Monday. I know, you made it through the weekend, and uh, I hope Monday's one of your better days. I know my producer's favorite day is Friday, as <laughs> mine is as well, as a matter of fact. But anyway, welcome aboard. Again, delighted to be welcoming our friends to the Bill Bunkley Show, Faith Talk, 570 AM, 910 AM, 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. Uh, delighted to be able to share our hours together here this afternoon, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. We get together here in Washington and talk about stuff going on. I call them matters that matter, issues of significance that you and I want to get informed about and then find ways to get involved. Try to make a positive, life-affirming, life-changing difference. We're going to be talking about some of those things today. Iran nuclear deal dead, writes my guest coming up in a few minutes. And the mullahs who rule the Islamic Republic have only one person, or I should say only have themselves, to blame. Uh, Ken Timmerman's a a legendary, really a a long time and highly respected investigative reporter. And uh, he says there's no need for the president to even announce that the U.S. is pulling out of the deal. He argues Iran killed the deal itself. We're going to get to those details with Ken Timmerman coming up in a few minutes. And also, among other things, uh, we're going to be talking with Mike Ferris. Now, Michael is president, CEO, and general counsel of Alliance Defending Freedom. Some of you may have seen the stories already, but the Amazon Smile program, of course, run by the behemoth Amazon, has decided that uh, this great organization, ADF, is not worthy of being allowed to use that mechanism for fundraising. And, of course, who's the culprit behind it? The highly discredited already Southern Poverty Law Center. I mean, they have caused more consternation with their dishonesty and their, uh, well, as as you'll hear uh, Michael tell us, the SPLC itself is not neutral. It is not a neutral watchdog organization as it likes to, claim itself to be, and there have been other organizations smeared unfairly by it as well, 
And the, as uh, Michael puts it, SPLC instead raises money from slandering people and organizations who don't agree with them. So we're going to get into those details as well. Uh, we have, through the years on this show, uh, been able to interview the folks from ADF many times over, and so often they are frontline defenders of violations of especially Christians' uh, legal rights and other human rights violations as well. Uh, but this is tragic on the part of Amazon, and hopefully they will reconsider their, well, I'll call it their unfortunate and ill-informed decision. I was going to use a more generic word, by like something like stupid, but you get the point. Next hour, we're going to be talking with another great organization and one of its leaders. Jonathan Alexander is Director of Public Policy with Liberty Council, and uh, he's going to be talking to us about something that really needs to be followed through on. Now, you may remember back in March of 2017, Vice President Mike Pence cast the tie-breaking vote in the U.S. Senate to enable the president to sign a bill that gives states the permission to withhold federal family planning funds from Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers. And now, over a year later, a coalition of some 86 organizations, including Liberty Council Action, has sent a letter to the Department of Health and Human Services Secretary, Alex Azar, to reinstate the Reagan administration Title X regulations, which would in fact effectively begin to put this uh, control back where it belongs in the states and fulfill the president's promise that he would defund Planned Parenthood. And as Liberty Council President Matt Staver says, now's the time for the president and his administration to back uh, back up, or I should say to back the president and get that promise done. So that's another story we'll also be looking at. Busy afternoon that we have for you. Nathan Weiniger, Director of Policy Relations, uh, Relations rather, with 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative, will uh, join me later in the 5 o'clock hour to talk about the recent and really precedential visit by Nigerian President Buhari. Last week, as you know, he was the first African-American president to visit the White House under the Trump administration's uh, administration uh, time in office. And uh, he and the president uh, had some communications that we'll be discussing next hour. As you know, uh, Nigeria has been suffering immense persecution of Christians uh, from various quarters, primarily Boko Haram and also the Fulani herdsmen. Uh, we're going to talk about those things next hour with Nathan. Last but certainly not least, the distinguished president of Southern Evangelical Seminary, executive editor of the Christian Post, Dr. Richard Land, has a great column at ChristianPost.com. Alfie Evans and Britain's post-Christian, post-human, pagan culture. It's the tragic story of this little 23-month-old uh, uh, British baby whose parents just simply wanted to, uh, you know, to exercise their God-given rights as that boy's parents to keep him alive and seek alternative treatment for him in his desperate medical condition. As a matter of fact, if you follow the story, you know that the Vatican got involved even sending a, a, uh, an, a special plane, fully equipped, a really kind of like a flying ambulance, standing on the ready 
at England to bring this child and his parents for free treatment at the Vatican's Baby Jesus Hospital. And yet the the heavy-handed British uh, National Health Service officials, along with some other culprits in this matter, uh, namely the European court and even the British courts, uh, summarily and uh, just stubbornly refusing to give the parents that right. And sadly, five days later, this little baby boy uh, uh, went home to be with the Lord. I have no doubt with uh, that that's where he is today, as Dr. Land points out as well. But we're going to talk about that case, both in terms of its implication for the Brits, but also for all of us. And are there any similar situations that have developed right here in the United States? Sadly, there are. And we'll get his take on that in the next hour. A lot to do today. Hope you'll stay with us for it, and thanks for being here. Joe Bunkley inviting you to join me and my family on an inspirational pilgrimage this November to Israel and Jordan. I've crafted with EDI Travel's renowned historian Boaz Shalgi an incredible itinerary. You'll visit Petra in Jordan, Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Nazareth, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, the Northern Golan Heights, the Lebanese border, Ascalon, plus Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy. We'll share an Israeli dinner at Boaz's home. See this and much more for the all-inclusive credible price of $3,965. Join me, Tony, and Zach on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage November 10th through 19th. As a faithful listener, you've likely heard of my current health challenges. I've been advised by my medical team to plan on leading this spectacular pilgrimage. So come join us. Call 813-515-1510 or check out our complete itinerary online at letstalkfaith.com. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Overconfident Democrats take comfort in the history of midterm elections and a new president's first term. For nearly two centuries, the party in power almost always loses seats in Congress. But Republicans should feel encouraged by the only exception to that rule since FDR. In 2002, George W. Bush defied history and Republicans gained strength in both the House and the Senate. Low expectations for Bush in foreign policy meant that his strong response to 9-11 looked especially impressive. If President Trump makes serious progress in upcoming Korea negotiations, he too could beat expectations and powerfully improve GOP prospects. Already, foreign leaders like South Korea's moon are promoting Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize, and such talk could intensify as the election approaches. Reduced tensions on the Korean Peninsula would be good for the world, good for America, and great for embattled GOP candidates in House and Senate races. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Six seven seven nine. 
For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org. Today's guest host for The Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. I'm Bill Carl, and you know the Holy Land is not the only place that you can find inspiration in your travels. July 31st through August 12th, join the Reformation Tour and River Cruise with Alistair Begg. You can stand before the doors of the Wittenberg Church, where Martin Luther posted the 95 Theses. Details at letstalkfaith.com. The Don Crow Show on WAVA here in Washington, D.C., and also delighted to share our program today with the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. The Iran nuclear deal is dead, writes my guest this hour, and the mullahs who rule the Islamic Republic have only themselves to blame. Adding, there's no need for the president to even announce that the United States is pulling out of the deal. Iran killed the deal all on its own. Joining us to talk about it, and as a matter of fact, it's his opinion piece you can find at foxnews.com, is Ken Timmerman, well-known national and foreign policy expert, longtime friend and supporter of the pro-democracy movement in Iran, and president and CEO of the Foundation for Democracy in Iran. By the way, he's a best-selling author several times over. His latest work is ISIS Begins, a novel of the Iraq War, published in July coming up and available for pre-order right now at Amazon.com. Ken, my friend, we've visited many times through the years. Great to have you with me again. We have, Don. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Now, in your column just referenced, you point out that the July 2015, I'll call it Obamacare nuclear deal with Iran, so gushingly praised, by the way, by several European countries, was fatally flawed from the get-go. So let's start there. What was the premise of that deal back then, and what, and in what ways was it really DOA on arrival, or DOA, practically speaking? Right. Well, look, the premise was pretty simple. The Iranians agreed to certain restrictions on their nuclear activities, uh, and they also agreed, and this is very important here, to provide the International Atomic Energy Agency with a full accounting of their past military activities. In other words, their clandestine efforts to build a nuclear weapon. Uh, and in exchange for those two things from Iran, the international community agreed to, to give them something like $100 billion. The estimates vary between $100 and $150 billion in frozen assets, uh, which they have used. They've already gobbled up that money and used it to support Hezbollah, to support the war in Syria, the war in Yemen, etc. Now, here's what happened, is that Iran got the money, uh, but they never, ever 
uh, accomplished those uh, the, the the basic premise of the deal. They have never given a an accounting of their clandestine nuclear weapons effort, and because of that, I argue they themselves killed the deal. They never upheld it on their part. So you say uh, the uh, Atomic Archive shows that Iran lied to keep the nuclear program secret, and uh, so that really, in in and of itself, uh, makes the deal null and void. It makes the deal null and void because the whole premise of the deal has been invalidated. They did not live up to their first commitment under the deal. Uh, It's kind of funny because uh, uh, the Iranian foreign minister, Javad Zarif, uh, had a uh, YouTube video that he put out to say why America, of course, has to stay in the deal. And he said he tried to use a real estate metaphor, obviously, as as a little snub to Donald Trump, right? And he said, well, you know, you can't. Uh, negotiate the price of a house, uh, sell the house, the new people move in, and then two years later say that you're going to renegotiate the price of the house. Uh, and, you know, he thought he was very cute in saying that. Uh, but, you know, if he wanted to use that same, um, that same metaphor, you could say if you move in the house but fail to make any payments on the mortgage, including the initial down payment, two years later, you ought to be evicted. So, I argue it's time for President Trump to give Iran, to serve Iran with its eviction notice. Good. Uh, well said. You, uh, as you've already mentioned, uh, uh, indicate that uh, Iran got a considerable piece of taxpayer dollar change in the deal, uh, 100 to $150 billion. And uh, by all accounts, uh, I'd like you to elaborate on some of the brutal ways it's uh, been using it. Uh, you referenced it briefly, but take us a little further into that. Right. The $150 billion was actually, most of it was frozen Iranian assets. The U.S. taxpayer money were the hostage payments that were made in January of 2016. That was about $1.5 billion. But just to make sure that we're we're clear what we're talking about, the Iranians had $150 billion of oil money that had been frozen overseas because of their violations of sanctions, and because of their illegal nuclear weapons programs. That was the money that was freed up, in addition to the taxpayer dollars. So what have they been doing with the money? (laughs) They've been sending it to Hezbollah. Uh, Hezbollah in Lebanon now boasts that they are a fully-owned Iranian uh, Iranian, um, government entity, uh, that Iran pays their salaries, pays for their weapons, pays for their training. Uh, They have something like 150,000 rockets and missiles, which they've gotten from Iran, which are poised to attack Israel. Now, these missiles, I was there in 2006 during the last war in Lebanon, and at that time, the missiles were, that they got from Iran were not particularly accurate. Uh, and I can remember going down to the hospital in Haifa, uh, which had been hit, And we got down the hill from the hotel up on top where we were watching and got down to the hospital, and um, the missile had missed it by 200 meters uh, and and hit a palm tree in a traffic circle. Uh, It was kind of like, you know, God's – the angels' wings had been protecting the people in the hospital. It was really quite amazing. Uh, But now those missiles are much more accurate. So they got 150,000 missiles in Lebanon poised to attack Israel. On the southern side of Israel – Iran has been arming Hamas, and they had thousands of rockets aimed at Israel. And this is just on the direct border. Then you've got Syria, uh, where the Iranians uh, now have bases inside Syria, and they have launched armed drones four times 
against Israel. People don't talk about this very much. Uh, you know, there's been a, a lot of talk the past couple of days about a possible Iranian military strike on Israel. They say we're going to retaliate for when Israel retaliated against them for launching an iron, uh, armed drone. They forget, people forget that that armed drone that was shot down by the Israeli Air Force inside Israel, Israel's airspace was on an attack mission. They were planning to attack. They just didn't make it. <laughs> they just didn't succeed. So don't discount these threats by Iran to physically, militarily attack Israel. We're talking with Ken Timmerman. His websites are Ken Timmerman, two M's, KenTimmerman.com, also Iran.org. And we're talking about the Iran deal. Rightly, uh, a stake needs to be driven through it by the president. But uh, in uh, in the case of my, I'll call him one of my own favorite players of all things Middle East, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, for those who perhaps have not heard, announced last week uh, some things that really shattered all illusions about this Obamacare deal. Uh, talk about that and how his, uh, what he acquired and how his country acquired such explosive information. Uh, last week, Benjamin Netanyahu gave a press conference in uh, Jerusalem where he revealed that Mossad had conducted an operation in Tehran and spirited away a half a ton of documents uh, that he called their atomic archive. And he gave some uh, Netanyahu gave some uh, presented uh, uh, extracts from this archive, and they showed item by item by item, how Iran had lied to the International Atomic Energy Agency about its previous military activities, how they had been conducting active studies to simulate the explosion of a nuclear weapon, how they had been building prototypes of a bomb, how they had tested the non-nuclear components of a bomb. And all of these things were documented in this atomic archive. Uh, I tell you, it, it must have really shocked the Iranian regime because they had gathered together all of the evidence from their clandestine nuclear weapons programs in January of 2016, when the Kerry Obama deal went into effect. And they put it in this nondescript warehouse in the southern part of Tehran in these floor-to-ceiling vaults, gigantic bank vaults. Uh, and yet, despite all of that, the Israelis managed to get in and get the documents out. And the Iranians must be sitting there scratching their heads. My gosh, what are they going to do next? So I, I think this intelligence coup by Mossad was not just a, a, a remarkable feat uh, from an intelligence perspective, but it was a huge psychological blow to the Iranian regime. They, the Israelis just seem to be invincible, and they could do anything. And the Iranian government is terrified. Well, what rationale, if any at all, uh, could the Obama administration and then-Secretary John Kerry have in mind to justify this, which uh, from the beginning they had to have known? Uh, in other words, Kerry even now recently has been trying to, uh, if you will, renegotiate or, or I guess save the deal, uh, even at this point, quite out of uh, place, I think, uh, since he's no longer in the administration. What's going on there, and what was their rationale or justification for such a deal? Well, the rationale at the time, uh, and it was a false rationale, but they used it over and over again in this so-called media echo chamber that uh, Obama's advisors had set up with complacent media uh, in the New York Times, the Washington Post, and other places. They said, look, it's this or war. 
uh, if we do not do this deal, there will be war. Those are the only two options. Well, no, they're not. There are plenty of options in between giving up sanctions and going to war. Uh, but that was their rationale at the time. It's either this deal or war. And as for Kerry today, uh, frankly, I think it's absolutely disgraceful for a foreign uh, for a former Secretary of State to be running around the world, meeting with foreign leaders, trying to undermine the policies of his successor, uh, and he's a private citizen. There's something called the Logan Act, but the Logan Act has never been enforced. It's never been really invoked to prosecute somebody. But this is just out-and-out out treasonous. It's just out-and-out out treasonous. Can you imagine if Condoleezza Rice had gone around in the early days of the Obama administration, meeting with foreign leaders, telling, well, don't, don't, don't listen to these people because they're going to be gone in three years. Listen to me. Uh, it would have been, you know, the media would have been an uproar. But, of course, that doesn't happen because John Kerry's a Democrat. Well, on that note, we have to break. Always good to talk with you. We'll do it again soon. Thank you so much for uh, the chat today. Thanks so much, uh, Don. It's always my pleasure. The Iran deal is dead. Iran killed it. You can find it uh, at foxnews.com opinion and also, of course, Ken's own website uh, that we've given you. And it's uh, there's always good stuff there as well. Ken Timmerman dot Kenneth Timmerman. I'm sorry. Kenneth Timmerman dot com and also Iran dot org. And we'll be back with more in a moment. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation from the nation's leading Christian teachers. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Sound like something you could use? Visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Join us online and on your mobile app at ChristianRadio.com. Pastors and counselors, there are people in your pews and waiting rooms struggling with same-sex attraction. New Hearts Outreach invites you to their annual Pastors and Counselors Luncheon with two dates, Thursday, May 10th at South Tampa Fellowship and Friday, May 11th at Plant City's First Baptist Church. Join George Carneal, author of Queer to Christ, and his father as they share their story. Learn how to effectively care for those suffering same-sex attraction. The luncheon is free. Register at NHOTampa.com. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50+. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. 
Your $60 gift to save the children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. Or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org. Weekday mornings at 9. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. The good news is that Jesus Christ, God's Son, came to us when we could not come to God. And He gave Himself. He offered Himself up on the cross for our sins. Praise God for that. Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. Weekday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Thanks for listening to Tampa Bay's Christian Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Streaming worldwide on the web at bayword.com. The Don Crow Show on WAVA, also on the Bill Bunkley Show today, Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. Glad to be sharing the afternoon together at a rate that seems to grow in exponentially, individual Christians, Christian-owned businesses, faith-based organizations across our country are finding themselves being punished for simply living by their strongly held convictions. Latest case in point, well-known and highly regarded ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Joining us with the uh, details, the president, CEO, and general counsel of that organization, Michael Ferris, and Michael's also the founding president uh, of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association and Patrick Henry College. Michael, always an honor to have you on the show. Don, it is great to be with you once again, my friend. Uh, Talk, if you would, about this case for folks who don't know it. It caught me, i got to tell you, with a little bit of a, well, more than a little surprise, that this behemoth, this giant corporation, Amazon, is the latest to uh, turn against faith-based organizations such as yours. But for folks who don't know the story, tell us what's happened there. Uh, Amazon has a program for a wide range of nonprofits called the Amazon Smile Program. And they give a um, small percentage of uh, people's uh, purchases. If you purchase through um, the Smile Portal for the charity that you want to support, then that charity gets, I think it's one half of 1% of your purchase. And Amazon does it not just to be a good corporate citizen, but because you get these organizations urging their people to go shop at Amazon. So it's good for business and good for the community, you know, win-win situation. However, they've started listening to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is a left-wing money-making organization that used to do good work apparently, but has since gone into the business of basically bashing Christians. Uh, And they have said that anybody that is listed as a quote-unquote hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center you are then being disqualified from participating in Amazon. So because ADF uh, defends uh, uh, cases that involve uh, people who want to stand up for their rights, uh, Jack Phillips in Massachusetts Cake Shop case that we argued in the Supreme Court uh, on behalf of Jack Phillips, that he doesn't uh, believe that he should be required to make a same-sex wedding cake, uh, because we do cases like that and we, and we stand up for people's rights 
uh, and advocate for traditional marriage, we are now a hate group. And and so uh, we can win seven cases in the Supreme Court in the last seven years, but that makes us still a hate group. And um, so Amazon's clamped down. Now, as I recall it, uh, even uh, uh, other organizations have suffered the same uh, kind of an attack. Your colleagues over at uh, Liberty Council and I believe GuideStar, I believe it's one of the rating companies uh, or organizations yeah. that rates uh, nonprofits. They were so listed and others as well, perhaps even the FRC a while back. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. Any group that takes the same position that we do on marriage, and you've named a number of groups that are in the same boat that we are. So it's not just ADF. We're just the latest victim. Um, but, you know, Christian ministries, large and small, are being attacked uh, on this basis. And and so if, if you stand up for traditional marriage, you're going to get on this list, and you're going to be um, – Sooner or later, banned by Amazon and GuideStar and others. Uh, now, we've been able to turn a few of those around. In some cases, uh, our insurance company on our workman's compensation policy uh, sent us a letter saying they were denying us because of our stand on social issues. But a different division reinstated us a few days later. Um, I was actually aching, aching for that particular fight. But um, the uh, Nonetheless, the left is trying to put people out of business mm-hmm. uh, who take the position that traditional marriage is the right way. And they're, they're trying to shut off their money, um, trying to shut off their ability to be on uh, various kinds of social media and uh, use things like Facebook, banking services, online banking services. Banks are cutting off services, all kinds of pressure from the business community. Now, as I understand it, uh, in this last moment or so we have, you've already written a letter to someone at Amazon. Tell us about the letter. I have a, ha- a copy of it in hand. And have you gotten a response yet? We've not gotten a response. Um, and the, the letter basically lays out the discredited nature of Southern Poverty Law Center. And we appeal to Amazon to look at their source and realize that they've used an, uh, an unreliable, unbalanced source and the uh, the person you know that that is advancing their cause there is Southern Poverty Law Center, who's simply trying to do this as a money raising gimmick. They um, used to uh, do good work in opposing groups like the Ku Klux Klan, but that fell on hard times, and they weren't raising so much money anymore. So they branched down into attacking Christians on on issues like this, and so. Uh, we're just asking them to see that they've been dropped, they've been investigated by many people, they ship their money offshore in the bank accounts, they have millions of dollars offshore. They are not interested in truth or justice. They're interested in, in uh, raising money so they can crush people like us. Well, let's do a follow-up on this, Michael, uh, in the near future so that uh, our listeners can also know of other ways in which they can jump in and uh, try to put some pressure on Amazon. But in this last moment, do you have any recommendation right now in that regard? I would just simply call Amazon and ask them, why are they doing this? Uh, I think that the first step is just simply to raise Amazon's attention to this, that they're not uh, dealing with uh, a, a minuscule po- section of the population. They're dealing with a large, large percentage of the American people who believe exactly what we believe, the marriages between men and a woman. If you believe that, you should call Amazon and ask them why they're doing this. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk again. Thank you, Don. God bless. You too. Mike, uh, Mike Ferris, President, CEO, General Counsel of ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Their website is adflegal.org.
Kevin McCullough, how's your endurance? You know, for those really tough things that you go through and you feel like, ah, I just am at my wit's end. Well, we've got encouragement for you coming up on the Uncontainable Podcast. Because Dr. Greg Laurie, Dr. Alistair Begg, and Dr. Philip DeCourcy all join us to tell us how we can and should endure through those uh, very difficult times. The power to endure on the next Uncontainable on ChristianRadio.com and this station's website. The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 800- 705-3030. That's 800-705-3030. 800-705-3030. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800 518 4020 That's 800-518-4020. Results may vary. Not a solicitation for legal services. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. They can take your property, take you to court, even put you in jail. One call to Wall & Associates and your tax problems are solved. Wall has saved clients over $150 million in the last five years. Our average client settles for about 10% of what is owed. With one call to Wall, you'll never need to talk to the IRS again. We offer free face-to-face consultations in your local area. Remember, Wall has a proven track record with a total client savings over $150 million. Call now for your free face-to-face consultation. 800-776-6094. Another last-minute adventure from Hotels.com. After nine hours in the car, we were almost home from vacation. Things were going well until... Sparkles! We left my hamster. Sparkles. They headed back for Sparkles, but they didn't know about last-minute deals from Hotels.com. So we slept in our car. Life happens, and when it does, Hotels.com has a last-minute deal. Right now, find great deals in Orlando, Atlanta, and throughout Florida. Hotels.com. Be smart. Book smart. 
Don Crow, today's guest host for Bill Bunkley, returns in just a moment. Maybe you've always wanted to experience the Holy Land. Why not experience it with Tony and Lois Evans? Imagine being baptized in the Jordan River. Visit Jerusalem, where every stone pathway leads you through the life of Christ. Experience Israel with Tony and Lois Evans. For details, visit letstalkfaith.com. Countries that should be designated by the State Department as countries of particular concern. Joining us to talk both about the history, function, and significance of its annual report is Dr. Danielle Mark, chairman of the U.S. Commission, or USERF, and he also is an assistant professor of political science at Villanova University, and much more to his credit as well. Dr. Mark, it's been a while since we've talked, but thank you for joining me, and if you would, talk first about the CPC designation itself. What is that actually, and why is it so important as a tool for USERF to have in hand? Sure. Thanks so much for having me on to talk about this uh, really important topic. What we do each year in our annual report is make recommendations to the State Department to designate countries as countries of particular concern, or CPCs. And those countries are the ones we deem to be the worst of the worst when it comes to perpetrating or tolerating violations of religious freedom, violations that we deem to be systematic, egregious, and ongoing, which is the legal definition for CPC. And then we turn it over to the State Department to make those designations. And when they do, it means that the president needs to take action against those countries. It could go all the way up to sanctions or all the way down down to a smaller diplomatic slap on the wrist, unless the president chooses to issue a waiver, which does happen in some cases. But it's a really important way of sending a strong signal to these countries that violate religious freedom, a signal that says that the United States is watching them carefully and that they will be held to account by us and hopefully the international community. Now, with the arrogance of some of these uh, international dictators, some of them uh, whose names are almost sadly uh, household names, uh, how threatening is that to them? How seriously do they take that kind of classification? A really, really good question. And I have to say, it depends uh, from country to country. Obviously, some countries are, are very powerful. Uh, and, you know, a China, a Russia, um, and I won't say it won't bother them, but they're certainly much less likely uh, to knuckle under just from the shame of being named a CPC. You know, part of what makes them uh, the bad the bad regimes that they are is because they really don't care about this kind of thing too much. Uh, There are other countries, though, that really care a lot about world opinion. They care about their standing in the international community, uh, and this really does mean a lot to them. We know this because we get letters from the ambassadors of these countries complaining about the criticisms in our chapters each year. It's it's a sign that it really does matter to them, and and it does matter even to the big countries. I mean, part of the reason, for example, Russia, which we uh, have now recommended two years in a row, two years ago was the first time, um, has not been designated by the State Department, and we think it's very obvious that they should be. Now, why is that? Well, the State Department probably thinks that Russia is going to be really upset that we do this. And on one hand, we're disappointed that the State Department won't pull the trigger, but we do think that it's a sign that these designations really do matter. Otherwise, they'd just slap them on and not not give it a second thought. Now, as I understand it from your press briefing earlier this week, in addition to Russia, there are five other countries that you recommend really should be listed that aren't uh, in the 2017 report. Can you tell us about those countries and uh, what uh, some of the details are that you argue merit their inclusion in this list? 
Sure. Uh, well, there's a uh, there, there's a whole bunch of them, um, and uh, you know each one is is a different case, a different situation. Um, <clears throat> for example, excuse me, Pakistan is a country we have long recommended that has not been. There's a new category that the State Department has called the special watch list, and they did put Pakistan uh, on the list as the first and only country on the special watch list, and that's good. But Pakistan is really a world leader in prosecutions, convictions, imprisonments, and so on. People even on death throw for things like blasphemy and apostasy. Uh, it's a, there's, there's a lot going on in Pakistan, and I'd be happy to talk about it more. But it's a really good example uh, of a country uh, that needs to be on that list. Now, obviously, because of our strategic cooperation with Pakistan on terrorism, on the war in Afghanistan, uh, the State Department has been hesitant to do so. Uh, but we think they should. The other four um, that we've recommended, that we recommended last year, that were not designated, are Syria, Vietnam, Nigeria, and the Central African Republic. And again, in each of those cases, there's going to be a different reason, and we won't always necessarily know the reason, but a different reason, at least, that we can speculate about about why, despite our judgment, the State Department has not designated them. We usually think that it's political reasons. We usually assume that the State Department deep down knows that we're right on our judgment about the religious freedom violations, and yet there might be other political reasons holding them back from making the designation. Now, on Pakistan, I understand also that uh, not only are Christians uh, uh, under great adversity in that country, but even some sects of Muslim faith are also in danger, are they not? That's absolutely right. So the Shia minority certainly has suffered attacks, but most famously the Ahmadis. Now, the Ahmadis are a small sect uh, relatively in Islam. They're all over the world, lots of people, of course. Um, that is despised by most Muslims around the world. They're considered heretics. And in Pakistan, interestingly, they're singled out in the Constitution for second-class citizenship, and there's a whole host of provisions uh, meant to oppress them. For example, restrictions on their voting. For all intents and purposes, Ahmadis can't vote unless they sign a declaration that denies their faith. Um, I have adopted, as a religious person of conscience, Abdul Shakur, a very elderly bookseller who was taken in by the police allegedly for promoting this heresy when all he was was, was an innocent bookseller. The Pakistanis cannot find enough ways uh, to make sure the Ahmadis know uh, that they are not welcome there. They can't call their mosques mosques and so on. They can't call themselves Muslim or, or they're breaking the law. And it's really the kind of thing that's unthinkable in the West here in the United States. Stay with us. We have more here on the Don Crow Show. Catch your second wind with encouragement from Scripture. Weekdays at 2 p.m. It's Know the Truth with Philip DeCourcy. Whatever happens in the morning and the afternoon and night, all may change, but Jesus never. And at 2.30, verse by verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. When it comes to obedience to God's Word, is do what the Word says and let the chips fall where they may. Strength throughout the day. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. Starting Balance of Nature, I felt it the first month. I felt different. It made such a difference that now I wake up, my head feels clearer, I have more energy. Very rarely does my body cramp up anymore. It's the best thing. It's just amazing. I, I, I don't know what to say. I just would <laughs> not be what I am today if I didn't start Balance of Nature. I'm planning on taking this the rest of my life because... Until I started taking your stuff, I never took as many fruits and vegetables in a day as as I get through you guys. 
you know, I'm very, very, very satisfied. My pain and my it went away. I, I, I swear to you that that's the truth. <laughs> when you call, use discount code now, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code now. This is Hugh Hewitt for Town Hall Review. If you're like me, you want more than just facts. You want insight from people you trust. People like Dennis Prager, Michael Bedved, Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, and of course me, your host each week on the Town Hall Review, a weekly roundup of the news. Tune in each week and visit our website at townhallreview.com. That's townhallreview.com. Sunday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Weekday mornings at 6, join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. You cannot entertain any thoughts that it might be an option of whether I want to let these desires live and develop into sinful actions. There's no option. They have to die. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff, weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk AM 910 and FM 102.1, online at letstalkfaith.com. We're talking with Danielle Mark. Uh, Dr. Mark is chairman of uh, USURF. You can find more of their work and uh, the information that is very useful to you to get yourself informed at their website, uscirf.org. Staying with Pakistan for just a moment, you already said that Pakistan is the first to be put on this newly created special watch list. Uh, And I understand that to be a new tool created under the Frank Wolf Act of uh, 2016. Elaborate a bit more on that. It it sounds to me like that's one step short of uh, uh, being classified as a country of particular concern. Am I right? That's right. And it's kind of a, I mean, there's no formal definition for what the category means, uh, but it is it is a double-edged sword here in an interesting way. So, you know, we in our report have Tier 1 and Tier 2. Tier 1 are the countries that we're recommending for CPC, and then Tier 2 are the countries that are really bad, but maybe a notch below. And then there's kind of the countries that fall in between, the ones that, that we put on Tier 1 that we recommended for CPC, but that the State Department hasn't designated. And so we do think that it's a good thing that Congress in the Frank Wolf Act created a new category, gives the State Department a tool to address countries that they can't quite get, for whatever reason, onto the CPC list. You know, too much political opposition within the State Department, within the administration, whatever the case may be. So it's good that Pakistan can can be called out here. At the same time, what we don't want it to be is just a place where lots of countries can go or places where a country can stay for a long time. Um, if, this is an, if this gives the State Department a way to never designate Pakistan a CPC, for example, then I think it would be a problem. I'd like to keep the pressure on the State Department and make sure that they're held to account for their decisions. So it's a good sign that it moved in this direction. I just hope, and since we the special watch list is only a year old, so we don't know what will happen, but certainly we hope that they'll use it very well that they'll use it as a way to warn countries, and then if things don't improve, maybe the country will be bumped up to CPC, or maybe the country will take the warning seriously and, and, and improve and get off the list altogether. Those would be good, but what it can't be is just a political tool to never designate countries CPCs when they should be designated. Now, of the six that you say should be on the list that weren't on last year, is there a worst of the worst? 
Oh, well, it's it's a really hard thing, uh, a really hard thing to say because they're all they're incommensurables. They're they're bad in different ways. I mean, certainly we have long used the line. This is an official statement, but we have long said at USURF that Pakistan is the worst country in the world that hasn't been designated a CPC when it comes to you know worst country in the world when it comes to religious freedom. And so I would definitely put Pakistan up there. But again, we've been saying that probably for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, Russia, we've only recommended for the last two years. Uh, because of what's been going on. But Russia, I'm sorry to say, has gotten worse, and it's got worse really, really fast. And so, and, and given, you know, the size of the country and the way they affect not only in their own territory, but in neighboring Ukraine, which Russia has invaded. Um, so, I mean, Russia has to be, Russia, you know, has banned an entire sect of people uh, effectively. And so the witnesses, and so um, I would definitely keep Russia um, at the top of my mind as well. You know, Central African Republic, it's a failed state. It's kind of bad in a different way. So again, hard to compare. It's apples and oranges, um, but certainly plenty of uh, problems to go around. Final question. Since you and I last spoke, I think it was about uh, Senator Sam Brownback, uh, Brownback then being kind of held in limbo in terms of his nomination. But now the good news is finally approved to serve as U.S. Uh, US ambassador at large for international religious freedom. Just uh, give folks a comment as to why his position is so important and uh, his work is really significant for all of us as Americans as well as the world at large. Well, absolutely. And it's the perfect question from what we were just discussing, because he is, unlike USERF, which is a federal commission but independent, he's inside the State Department. And so he's going to be the best advocate inside the executive branch, inside that State Department bureaucracy to push for these things. You know, so when the Pakistan desk says, no, we don't want it to be a CPC, someone like Ambassador Brownback is going to make the case to the chain of command that it should be a CPC. And then he's also a great advocate around the world. He he made it to Turkey for the original April trial date of Pastor Andrew Brunson. I, I'm sure or I hope uh, that that's a subject that mm. your listeners know about and care about. Um, and, you know, so there, there's everything kind kind of from the big picture uh, bureaucracy and policy decisions to the one-off instances that really make a difference in the life of a particular individual who's being persecuted. And, you know, he has brought great expertise uh, and great energy to his position. And so uh, it's, it's really good that he's out there doing it. Well, it's always good to, help, uh, to talk with you. Very helpful to me and to our listeners. I know, Dr. Mark, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to talk to you again. Again, Daniel, uh, Daniel Mark, Dr. Daniel Mark is chairman uh, of USERF. He's the U.S. Commission. That is the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom. You can find uh, their work at their website. I highly recommend that you do that at uscirf.org. USERF, uscirf.org. here to give you strength between Sundays. Let's not talk about glory. Let's talk about suffering. It's the cross, then the crown. It's humiliation, then the exaltation. Guys, are you up for that? In God's goodness, they were up for it. We're here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group.
Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. President Trump says he will announce his decision on whether to keep the U.S. and the Iran nuclear agreement on Tuesday. The president tweeted that he will announce his decision on the Iran deal at 2 p.m. Eastern time here at the White House. He has suggested for some time now that he will pull out of the agreement unless it is revised, but he faces intense pressure from European allies not to do so. The president is up against a self-imposed Saturday deadline over whether to uphold the 2015 nuclear deal that was negotiated during the Obama administration. Greg Clugston, the White House. Melania Trump is launching her long-awaited first lady platform, and she's calling it Be Best. Mrs. Trump says she's concerned that today's children too often turn to destructive or addictive behavior because they aren't well prepared to manage or express their emotions. She says adults can be best at educating them about the importance of a balanced life. Oliver North has been tapped to take over as president of the National Rifle Association. North replaces Pete Brownell, who chose not to seek re-election to the largely ceremonial position. NRA head Wayne LaPierre calls North's appointment the most exciting news for NRA members since Charlton Heston became president in 1998. North, who will resign his current position as a Fox News commentator, says he's looking forward to taking over within a few weeks. Correspondent Wally Hines reporting. The White House is keeping tabs on the volcano situation on the big island of Hawaii. The White House has been in close contact with state and local officials in Hawaii since the initial earthquake and volcanic eruption. The president continues to monitor the ongoing situation. Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says FEMA and the White House encourage effective residents to follow the instructions of state and local officials. On Wall Street, the Dow by 95 points. The Nasdaq rose 56. The S&P advanced 9. Oil continued its climb up $1.01 to 70, 73 a barrel. More at townhall.com. Hey, is 20 bucks too much to spend to get out of pain? If so, I guess you're not in that much pain. This is Michael Medved again to sing the praises of a 100% drug-free solution to lowering your pain levels. It's called Relief Factor and the three-week quick start for only $19.95. My wife and friends have found relief and so can you. Your back, neck, shoulder, hip or knee pain can all be reduced or even eliminated with the help of Relief Factor at relieffactor.com or by calling 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, hang on a sec. You've been riding this thing all day and my son would like a turn. Hmm. He seems a bit young for this twin-cylinder hog, doesn't he? It's a coin-operated kitty bike. No, ma'am. It's a coin-operated freedom machine. No, it's a kitty bike. It's hard to be without your bike, so do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. A new report says Twitter is being used as a megaphone to harass and intimidate Jews. The Anti-Defamation League estimates there are about 81,000 anti-Semitic tweets per week. The report says it's a small number compared to all the tweets that are sent out. But for Jews, Twitter is a toxic environment. Twitter says it has made more than 30 changes to its platform, policies, and operations in the past 16 months to protect its users from abuse and hateful images. The ADL says Twitter has made real progress in fighting online hate and harassment. The report found that there were spikes in anti-Semitic tweets around the time sexual assault and harassment allegations had surfaced against Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein, who is Jewish. I'm Ed Donahue. The U.S. Department of Transportation is again urging owners of vehicles with defective Takata airbags to stop driving them and get them repaired immediately. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. 
We are here to give you strength between Sundays. So he reveals himself to this Abraham. God says to him, I'm going to, through you and your descendants, build and establish a nation. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Pastors and counselors, there are people in your pews and waiting rooms struggling with same-sex attraction. New Hearts Outreach invites you to their annual Pastors and Counselors Luncheon with two dates, Thursday, May 10th at South Tampa Fellowship and Friday, May 11th at Plant City's First Baptist Church. Join George Carneal, author of Queer to Christ, and his father as they share their story. Learn how to effectively care for those suffering same-sex attraction. The luncheon is free. Register at nhotampa.com. Finding Faith Together, the new Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN, also available on the iHeartRadio app. This hour is sponsored by EDI Travel. Live from the WAVAFM Passport Auto Group Studios, it's the Don Crow Show on 105.1 FM WAVA. Hey, how you doing, folks? Hello there. Welcome to the Don Crow Show, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 each afternoon. We have this chance to get together, talk about matters that matter, things of importance that you and I want to get informed about. And the whole point is, let's get informed, but then let's find ways to get involved, make a positive, life-affirming difference. And we're delighted also to share the program today with the Bill Bunkley Show audience on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. In March 2017, Mike Pence, our vice president, cast the tie-breaking vote in the U.S. Senate to enable passage of a bill to be signed by President Trump that would give states permission to withhold federal family planning funds from Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers. Now, over a year later, a coalition of some 86 organizations, including Liberty Council Action, has sent a letter to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Secretary, Alex Azar, to reinstate the Reagan administration's Title X regulations. Liberty Council President, Liberty Council Action Chairman Matt Staver says President Trump promised that he would defund Planned Parenthood. Now is the time for the president's administration to back the president and fulfill that promise. Well, joining us to talk more about this very important issue, Liberty Council Action's Director of Public Policy, Jonathan Alexander. Jonathan, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Talk first about uh, this uh, Title X regulation uh, passed under the Reagan years. What would its reinstatement actually put back in place What specifically would it do? Well, it would remove funding for any uh, Title X receiving organization uh, that promotes, counsels, or refers clients to abortions. Uh, So that means if they have a family planning service organization, they can't co-locate with any entity that practices or even counsels or moves patients towards abortion. Uh, This would 
require there to be a financial separation, so they can't uh, co-locate or use the same funds, but also a physical separation. They wouldn't be able to be in the same building. And I, I think it's important that you mentioned that it's dating back to the Reagan administration. So this is 30 years ago uh, that Congress understood, uh, certainly the executive branch at the time, and even the Supreme Court signed off saying that this is a valid uh, use or uh, non-use of federal funds uh, to make sure that abortion facilities weren't getting taxpayer funding. Now, I wouldn't expect you to have the figures at the tip of your fingers or uh, right on your mind, but uh, has, has anyone actually done a survey or an analysis of how much taxpayer money has gone to uh, Planned Parenthood in uh, in the years since uh, the Reagan years? Well, like you said, I'm sure you can calculate it. It'd be hard to do. Uh, but Planned Parenthood stands to suffer at about a $16 million loss if these measures go through. If we apply the rules as they were originally stated in 1988, uh, they will lose about $16 million. And that's a good chunk of change for an organization that demonstrates uh, that it wants to use taxpayer funds to promote practice of abortion and other uh, nefarious and, and morally reprehensible activities. And as you say, I believe in a video that uh, your organization has provided uh, at its core, defunding Planned Parenthood in this way will promote life and deal a necessary blow to the culture of death. And that's what Americans, I think, are increasingly realizing, that we are in the middle of and have been for far too long a literal culture of death, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. I think you stated correctly. And we even see the polls uh, leaning drastically in our favor, over 90 percent. Of Republicans when asked the question, uh, more than 50 percent of independents and a good chunk of Democrats agree uh, that this culture of death uh, should not be commonplace in the United States. Uh, but furthermore, it should not be funded by the U.S. taxpayer money. I mean, this is essentially uh, taking hard-earned citizens' money um, and turning it into blood money, uh, propping up abortion industry and, and this factory of death. Uh, Planned Parenthood acts uh, like an assembly line, as it were. It does not provide the services that it states. All it does is, is really promote this abortion agenda and continue to agitate for politicians uh, that want it to remain in power and want it to remain its funding. Uh, I think this measure uh, that we encourage through this letter will, will deal a fatal and necessarily fatal blow to this organization that has been responsible for countless deaths across the country. What is the level of support currently available in the House and Senate to encourage the president to move forward on this? Well, there, there are several co-signers uh, to each letter. Uh, we signed with 86 organizations. There are over 100 uh, uh, congressmen and women that have signed uh, the House of Representatives side of the letter. And in the Senate, uh, there are well over two dozen that have signed as well. So there, there's a strong support pushing this measure forward. But uh, as you are all aware, since 2015 and even earlier than that, uh, there's been a concerted effort in Congress to, in fact, defund Planned Parenthood. Uh, many of our Republican legislators have run on this measure. Uh, certainly the president uh, came out bold in stating that if uh, Planned Parenthood continues to practice abortion, which they have, that they uh, shouldn't receive federal funding. Uh, it is certainly the trend of this country and that of our elected leaders that not one more penny should go to propping up this multi-billion dollar organization who's made it its sole practice to end lives in America. Of course, as you well know, one of the arguments long used by the abortion industry is that this will unfairly penalize low-income clients. Talk about that. 
Yeah, that, that, that's, that's absolutely false. If you look at location maps where family planning services are all across the country that do not provide abortion, I mean, they, they outnumber Planned Parenthood facilities uh, in certain states a dozen to one. Uh, so there are ample venues around the country that would provide uh, uh, morally respectable uh, family planning services um, and, and women's health services without the practice of abortion. Uh, what Planned Parenthood does to pad its bottom line is uh, taking the client, of course, steer them towards abortion. But if not, if not they provide them with abortifacients and say that, uh, well, this patient has visited us, will be visiting us for every month that they take the pill. Um, and so they pad their file, as it were, saying that they provide all these services to women when they're actually not. Uh, while you have real uh, women's health clinics all around the country that, that outnumber Planned Parenthood, that are actually providing these services but do not practice abortion. Uh, so certainly these rural communities, uh, these communities on Indian reservations as well as in urban settings uh, are not set to lose a single penny. It's only Planned Parenthood uh, that is set to lose. Good to talk with you, my friend. Thank you and your colleagues for all the good work you do on behalf of all of us. Thanks for talking about this today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Again, Jonathan Alexander, Liberty Council Actions Director of Public Policy. You can find some work of their colleagues, he and his colleagues, at lc.org and also libertycouncil.com. Mr. Sparky, we're on time. You'll see. Mr. Sparky, all your repair is free. Tires worn out. Not only are you going to pay for a new set plus installation and balancing, they're going to charge you for tire disposal and still possibly sell your old ones to someone else. Same for car batteries. You pay for a new battery, and you get saddled with that bogus disposal fee. We're different. At Mr. Sparky, when we install new ceiling fans, we'll buy your old ones for $25. That's $25 off your bill per fan. Same goes for old light fixtures. Electrical panel overloaded? We'll give you $100 for it when we install a replacement. That's $100 off your bill, and we'll take your old panel. Mr. Sparky repairs your electrical system with quality parts at a reasonable price and pays you for your old parts. Like the jingle says, You don't have to put up with any malarkey called 888-8-Sparky. Buyback applies only to fans, fixtures, and parts replaced or repaired by Mr. Sparky. The following message is brought to you by Health Markets, your first choice when you need health insurance for your small business. Do you offer health insurance to your employees? Call us now and see if you can save money. Do you want to offer vision and dental to your employees? Call us. Do you think you're paying too much for your current health insurance? Call us. Do you want somebody else to do all the legwork and search thousands of health plans from over 180 health insurance companies nationwide? Call us. We're Health Markets, and thanks to a little-known solution, we could help your business save thousands of dollars on health insurance costs and save your employees money, too. Our service is free. Don't miss the great savings. Call now. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. 800-651-3235. That's 800-651-3235. 
Health Markets Insurance Agency is DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all states. Product availability varies. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. You're writing a Christian book and you want it published. You also know old-fashioned publishers reject thousands of manuscripts each year. Want your book in print and on Amazon? Make it happen. Take control and publish yourself with 21st Century Christian Publishing at Zulon Press. Learn more with your free guide to Christian Publishing. Visit ChristianPublishing.com. ChristianPublishing.com. Publishing is fast, easy, and affordable with Zulon Press. A division of Salem Communications, the same great people who bring you this nifty radio station. Get an early start with God's Word. Weekday mornings at 6, it's Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. There is no condemnation for those who know Christ Jesus. That salvation is forever. And it's 6.30, Grace to You with John MacArthur. God is choosing an heir. Think of your salvation that way. He chose you to be an heir of everything that He possesses. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. Hey, this is Bill Carl, today's guest host for The Bill Bunkley Show. Don Crow returns in a moment. As Bill continues to take some time off for his health, we continue to pray for him, his wife Tony, and son Zach, and look forward to a full recovery. In fact, Bill's doctors have told him to plan on heading to Israel this November with EDI Travel. To learn more, click on Bill's page at letstalkfaith.com. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of the Don Crow Show on WAVA, and delighted to be sharing today's edition of the show with our good friends who are listening to The Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. In a conversation we shared again just a few moments ago with Dr. Danielle Mark, chairman of USURF, the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, we learned that it, uh, in its recently released 2018 report, identifies some 16 countries that ought to be designated by the U.S. State Department as what are called countries of particular concern due to a serious rise in violence against Christians and other minority religious groups in those countries leading Youssef to recommend six of them for CPC designation that the State Department has not so designated in the past, including Pakistan, Russia, Syria, Vietnam, Central African Republic, and last but certainly not least, Nigeria. And as we know, last Monday, April 30th, President Buhari of Nigeria became the first African head of state to visit the White House for a meeting with our president, since the president took office. Joining us to talk about that visit now, Nathan Weininger, 
Director of Policy Relations with 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. It is, by the way, a Christian human rights organization based here in Washington, D.C., and dedicated to empowering a global movement to advance religious freedom as a universal right of all people. So, Nathan, again, as as always, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, take a moment for folks who may not know, and I'm afraid far too many of our American friends don't know how serious conditions have developed, particularly in the country of Nigeria. So let's take a moment before we talk about President uh, Buhari's visit. Let's talk about the conditions in general for Christians, especially in that country right now. Well, conditions for Christians and uh, all religious minorities, but particularly Christians, are are growing more dire um, every every day, really. Um, last year, the Pew Research Center, which studies these sorts of things, noted that out of the 25 most populous countries in the world, Nigeria had the highest social hostilities towards religion. <clears throat> Now, this comes from multiple um, different uh, sources. Um, It comes from terrorist organizations that are well-known, like Boko Haram, which is one of the most dangerous terrorist organizations in the world, even more dangerous than some groups like like Al-Qaeda. It also comes from uh, violence that is imposed or discrimination that is imposed if you come from the wrong religious background. For instance, if you're in one of the states in the northern part of the country that has Sharia law, Sometimes that law, which was initially only supposed to be for ceremonial purposes, ends up being included in criminal offenses, which is a huge problem for religious freedom. And then also we're quite concerned about something that we call Fulani militancy, which is rising militancy among some people who come from the Fulani ethnic Kurder group. Now, what are some of the uh, stated dynamics or forces driving this uptick in uh, in really radical violence and killings and burnings of churches and so forth as recently as a couple of weeks ago. Uh, some Catholic uh, priests gunned down as they did a 5.30 in the morning mass, uh, along with, I think, 17 or 18 of their congregants. But what are some of the dynamics driving this uh, that we know about and those that really we haven't uh, paid enough attention to? Well, there are a lot of different dynamics that are driving this. Nigeria is an extremely complex country. It's a very large country. It's the most populous country in Africa. It has more ethnic groups and more languages spoken in it than any other country in the world. And those things all cause overlapping um, fault lines to develop. Um, And when there's pressure, those fault lines can uh, emerge as important drivers of conflict. One of the things that we're concerned about is um, the increasing uh, use of more advanced weapons systems. So traditionally, uh, farmer and herder violence in the middle belt of Nigeria involved uh, tools like uh, bush rifles or machetes, weapons that weren't uh, highly capable of uh, causing mass carnage quickly. Now we're seeing an increased use of um, semi-automatic weapons and military-grade weapons, um, such as was used in the April 24th attack on the Catholic Church. Um, Those weapons have been flowing into Nigeria, um, and they seem to be falling into the hands of of bandits or militant um, groups within certain nomadic tribes, which is very concerning for Nigeria's stability. Over the past, well, let's talk for a moment then about uh, the visit of Buhari here most recently. What did you hear or see uh, about that visit that gave you some hope that this is going to change or not? Well, a couple of things. I think it's very important 
that we uh, thank President Trump for inviting President Buhari to come to the U.S. You know, oftentimes, and even before I worked in this field, I didn't necessarily think as much about Africa as I should. Africa is an extremely important region in the world, an extremely important continent. It's extremely diverse. The Chinese government, uh, which is a great oppressor of religion, is working to uh, sell its model of governance, which includes oppression of religion, in Africa. And it's, so it's very important strategically for the United States and for the sake of religious freedom, that our government continue to engage in Africa. And President Trump's invitation to President Buhari to come is one such example. So we're grateful that President Trump invited him. We're also grateful that President Trump, um, for the first time really, raised the specter of the religious parameters of violence. Um, he noted that uh, there was persecution of Christians. He also noted in the press conference in the um, Rose Garden that, in fact, we need to ensure that everyone in Nigeria, both Christian and Muslim, as the president said, are protected from violence that falls along religious lines. We were grateful to hear that from the president. We're hopeful that um, as, as our relationship with Nigeria moves forward, that we'll we continue to be able to work with the administration on confronting these issues so that the U.S. government can bring its force to bear for the sake of Nigeria and for the sake of our national security. I'm talking we were with... encouraged to hear uh, President Buhari specifically mention the gun issue of, of the increasing access to high-capacity rifles and uh, things that are falling into the hands of bandits and the need for increased law enforcement. You know, we got together with several different NGOs and sent a memo to the president highlighting the various forms of policy that need to happen in Nigeria and one of the crucial ones is to ensure that there's rule of law and security. And that's very hard to do if um, the government hasn't been paying attention to this issue. The Nigerian government hasn't been paying attention to the issue. So we're grateful that President Trump raised the issue with President Buhari. Pardon the interruption there a moment ago. Nathan Weiniger with me, Director of Policy Relations, 21st Century, Century Wilberforce Initiative. And you can check their work out at their website, 21wilberforce.org. The number 21wilberforce.org. And Nathan, uh, back to what uh, the president has said, uh, uh, quoting him, we encourage Nigeria and the federal, state, and local leaders to do everything in their power to immediately secure the affected communities and protect civilians of all faiths, including Muslims and including Christians. And, of course, this is against the backdrop of two administrations, in my opinion, the, the Clinton administration and the Obama administration, that did nothing in this regard whatsoever. In fact, Bill Clinton had to go to Rwanda some years after the fact and apologize that we did not step up to the battle as we should have. But other than that, there's been nothing really done by previous administrations of, of substance. And I think, as you've already pointed out, there's some kudos offered to this administration to take this seriously and make this man the first man they've brought from Africa as an African leader to the White House. Yes, we were concerned about uh, the Obama administration's engagement on Nigeria. We were afraid that it was not dis deploying the full um, the full credibility of the American government to be able to confront the really very significant challenges um, that are going on in Nigeria. Of course, I do want to caution that we were thankful for other things. We were grateful for the declaration of genocide that happened um, when then-Secretary John Kerry made that designation for the Obama administration, the declaration of genocide in, in Iraq. But, of course, Iraq isn't the only country in the world with really significant religious persecution challenges. And it's very incumbent on us as NGOs and on the U.S. government to see how religion is involved and plays a role in these things. It can be a force uh, for 
evil when Boko Haram um, attacks a mosque, for instance, using um, its religious beliefs as a motivator to attack a mosque just last week where 86 people were killed while they were praying, but can also be used as a force for good when religious leaders and Christians included can come together um, like they have in the Catholic diocese where the church was attacked and say that they're standing with peace and asking for the government um, to use its ability to enforce security rather than taking violence into their own hands. Final question about uh, President Buhari, who said also uh, for his government uh, that they've adopted a multi-sectorial approach involving related government agencies to address these issues. Nigerian military adopting counterterrorism insurgency approach, a co-named Operation Safe Corridor. And I know from the Nigerians' perspective, many of them have been, uh, to put it mildly, extremely disillusioned and disappointed with both the Good Luck Jonathan, uh, Good Luck Jonathan regime prior uh, and now this one, uh, do you, was this just so much window dressing for his folks at home, or do you believe Buhari will follow through? Well, he has tried to make a multi-sector approach. The challenge is a lot of times those approaches don't actually deal with the actual problems on the ground. There are lots of NGOs, both Nigerian and international, American, European NGOs, who have stated very specific problems with the strategy that the Buhari administration is pursuing, uh, st- strategies that involve uh, garrison towns where people aren't allowed to come in or leave, um, an inability for uh, human rights uh, leaders to be able to go and meet with people that are in prison to make sure that their rights are being honored and they're not being unfairly detained. There are all sorts of challenges, and we do we are grateful that the president is taking a multi-sectoral approach. He needs to engage better with the uh, civil society organizations and with international partners so that they can ensure that Nigeria is pursuing justice in a way that actually brings peace. Always good to talk with you and your colleagues. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Nathan Weiniger, Director of Policy Relations at a great website, a great organization, 21st Century Wilberforce Initiative. And again, that website is 21wilberforce.org. I highly recommend this sort of uh, resource for you to get yourself up to speed on so many of these issues that I know you're concerned about. And this is one of them, 21wilberforce.org on the web, 21wilberforce.org. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836, or give online at SaveChildrenToday.org. That's SaveChildrenToday.org. 
This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Overconfident Democrats take comfort in the history of midterm elections and a new president's first term. For nearly two centuries, the party in power almost always loses seats in Congress. But Republicans should feel encouraged by the only exception to that rule since FDR. In 2002, George W. Bush defied history and Republicans gained strength in both the House and the Senate. Low expectations for Bush in foreign policy meant that his strong response to 9-11 looked especially impressive. If President Trump makes serious progress in upcoming Korea negotiations, he too could beat expectations and powerfully improve GOP prospects. Already, foreign leaders like South Korea's moon are promoting Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize, and such talk could intensify as the election approaches. Reduced tensions on the Korean Peninsula would be good for the world, good for America, and great for embattled GOP candidates in House and Senate races. I'm Michael Medved. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. And when I stood before the preacher at age 21, I said all the right words. But what I was really saying to her was, you're doing a great job of making me feel the way I want to feel. Let's get hitched and you keep it up. This is Focus on the Family Minute. And today, marriage expert Larry Crabb says many couples walk the aisle with selfish desires instead of looking for how they can serve their spouse. And I believe what she was saying as she stood there in her beautiful white gown marrying me, as I promised to do all the wonderful things that we say to each other. And down deep, I think she was saying, keep on making me feel safe. That's your job. And way down deep, I believe we had what I call a tick-on-the-dog relationship. You know, what's a tick do? A tick finds a host and sucks out of it whatever it needs. And the problem in most marriages, there's two ticks and no dog. If you've been sucking the life out of your bride or groom, find a way to start pouring into them instead. More from Dr. Crabb about serving your spouse at FamilyMinute.org. Weekday afternoons at 3, I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. I'm Jim Brangenberg, the host of I Work For Him. Who do you work for, really? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, your car payment, yourself, or your Lord? Your workplace is your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. I Work For Him with Jim Brangenberg. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. The next time you could use a pick-me-up, head over to Godvine.com for uplifting and inspirational videos that you'll truly love. Join the millions of Christians from around the world who watch and share Godvine videos each day. They know that Godvine videos are specially chosen to bring joy and share the love of God and the wonder of His creations. For the very best Christian videos, visit us today at Godvine.com. I'm Bill Carl, and today's guest host on The Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. You know, if you're like me, you have a lot of apps on your phone you just don't use anymore. Why not delete one of them and make room for the Faith Talk app? It's free for your Apple or Android device, and it allows you to take Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1 with you wherever you go. Download the Faith Talk app today. The Don Crow Show on WAVA and also happily sharing today's edition of the show with our good friends on the Bill Bunkley Show, Faith Talk 570 AM, 910 AM, and 102.1 FM in Tampa, Florida. His name is Alfie Evans, the 23-year-old 
or I'm sorry, 23-month-old British baby whose parents desperately wanted to remove him from the hospital and take him to Italy, where a specially equipped ambulance plane was already standing by in England to fly him and his parents to Rome for a free treatment at the Vatican's Baby Jesus Hospital. And yet the brutal and heavy hands of Britain's National Health Service and others said, well, I call a deadly no. Joining us to talk more about this tragic in, uh, case and its implications, not just for little Alfie, but for all of us, is Dr. Richard Land, president of Southern Evangelical Seminary, well-known leader in Christian apologetics and education, author and or editor of more than 15 books, also executive editor of the Christian Post, where you'll find this particular column on the subject titled Alfie Evans and Britain's Post-Christian, Post-Human Pagan Culture. Dr. Land, always an honor to have you on the show. Welcome. Well, thank you. I wish it could be under happier circumstances. But I, this, um, yeah. You know, Charlie, this Alfie Evans and little Charlie Guard last fall, these are the canaries in the coal mine. Mm. Uh, they tell us, you know, when the canaries die, the coal miners leave because the poisonous gases are loose. This tells us that what Pope John Paul II, II called the culture of death is looming over us in our culture, and it diminishes the value of every human life. And not only did the NHS say a resounding uh, no, but uh, as you note in the column, uh, the British courts also weighed in, and even the European court. Yes, yes. This is um, um, you know, a, 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 a powerful government bureaucracy at the national and the uh, European level uh, just trampled the rights of this little baby boy and his parents. Um, even ignoring the Pope and the, the Pope's appeals and the offer of free medical care, uh, going to the point of posting guards in the hospital to try to keep anybody from coming in and taking the baby out or Charlie, or little Alfie's pre- uh, parents taking him out him, themselves. And, you know, when they turned off the respirator, they thought he would just go ahead and die. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Five days, and, right? Five five days. And, and as, as he was breathing, attempting to breathe, his parents would alternate giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation when his lips began to turn blue. I can't even imagine the anguish of those parents as they're trying to help the little boy breathe. And in the hospital, the doctors in the white coats in the hospitals, in the hospital, who are supposed to have given the Hippocratic oath to do no harm, pulled the respirator and wouldn't try to save this little boy. And yet their hypocritical uh, rationale was uh, that they, as you said in the piece, uh, the stated goal was not to needlessly prolong his suffering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this is, you know, this is where the so-called quality of life ethic leads, um, as, as opposed to the sanctity of every human life ethic upon which Western civilization is based because of its Judeo-Christian basis. Um, and it leads to the diminution of life, and, and we've seen this before. The first 10,000 victims of the Holocaust were German, mentally challenged children who were deemed having Lebensenwertes uh, Leben, lives unworthy of life. And they were gassed and burned in ovens prior to the war starting. And you also mentioned uh, the devolution, if you will, of this, where it leads. Uh, uh, this is why you write, abandoning the sanctity of every human life ethic leads to a post-Christian and then a post-human and finally a pagan culture. So there's, right. a, there's a process there, isn't there? Well, there is. Um, and, you know, societies are rightly judged on how they treat 
the most vulnerable and weakest among them. And if that's the case, then Britain and Europe just failed the test. And we're failing it more often than we ought. Um, this is it's pagan barbaric behavior. It's the equivalent of leaving a, a weak and infirm person to die on an ice floe or to in the jungle. Uh, it's just horrific. And, you know, um, I go back to the Nancy Cruzan case, which is the first case in the recent Supreme Court where the court allowed um, Nancy Cruzan to die. And then uh, Terry Schiavo, uh, you know, it took, it took, when, they, when they pulled Terry's um, feeding tube, it took her 13 days to die, which is about how long it would take you or me to die if yep. we were denied water. Um, so she was in no imminent danger of death. And so now, and she wasn't even cold yet when they started saying, well, it's awfully inhumane to let somebody die of thirst. We ought to just go ahead and administer a drug and kill them. Amazing. We want to come back to more with Richard Land, Dr. Richard Land, president of Southern Evangelical Seminary. Toward the end of this visit, we'll have him chat with us about that for a few minutes. You can check his work out and that of his colleagues as well. The great resource, ChristianPost.com, where he serves as the executive editor. ChristianPost.com. We'll be back. Okay, so the big question for any decision you're going to make, is this actually going to work? Well, if you've heard about MediShare, which is a brilliant way of sharing health care costs, you may have wondered that. Does it work? Well, so did Dr. Stuart Hoover, who initially joined to save a lot of money. The typical family saves about $500 a month. Stuart saved even more. When we first joined uh, MediShare, we were immediately going from a little over $1,600 a month down to uh, $460 basically a month. So that's wonderful. But then his wife needed emergency surgery and the bills added up to $160,000. So we were seeing the bills coming in and then the bills were being paid portions were being shared and the end result of this is this bill was taken care of yes metashare works and it's so easy to get your questions answered too so why not you can call right now 844-41-BIBLE that's 844-41-BIBLE 844-41-BIBLE from washington dc it's the cal thomas commentary and now here is america's number one syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. Here are questions I hope you will regard as more than philosophical. What should we expect from government, and what should we expect from ourselves? These are profound questions that define what America is and who its citizens are. The founders wanted government to be limited, so we, the people, would be unlimited. The reason we have high debt and growing vulgarity in our culture is that we've exceeded boundaries set by the Constitution for our civic enjoyment and the ones set by God for our eternal life. What faces us today is not the wrong or right politicians in Washington, but rather a loss of a sense of history and a loss of individual initiative. Too many of us think of government as a first resource, not a last resort. When government exceeds its boundaries, it costs too much and delivers too little. In order to reform government, we must first reform the way we look at it and expect more from ourselves. The next and future elections won't change anything unless we rediscover the Constitution and pay attention to God's boundaries. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. 
The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit ratings, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-793-9159. At Mr. Sparky, our skilled electricians can help fix any electrical problem. From breaker boxes to home surge protectors, we'll get your life back to normal faster. Call Mr. Sparky today and get a free service call with any repair. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. Limitations and restrictions may apply. Each location is an independently owned and operated franchise of Mr. Sparky. Each license respectively in their state or county. Today's guest host for the Bill Bunkley Show, Don Crow, returns in a moment. I'm Bill Carl, and you know the Holy Land is not the only place that you can find inspiration in your travels. July 31st through August 12th, join the Reformation Tour and River Cruise with Alistair Bang. You can stand before the doors of the Wittenberg Church, where Martin Luther posted the 95 Theses. Details at letstalkfaith.com. Editor of the Christian Post. Great website for you, christianpost.com. Dr. Land, uh, someone years ago used a phrase I've never forgotten. They said, we're all the product of our theology. And that is true of individuals, perhaps, but also very true of nations, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. And, and you know, if you read how the Nazis um, descended into their hell on earth, you can see they, that before they can, you know, before you can kill people, you have to partially dehumanize them. Mm. And so you start talking about well, you know, they have lives that are unworthy of life, and so it's 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 the it's the it's the compassionate thing to do to put them out of their misery. And um, you know, it, it's it's horrific. I mean, I, I remember C. Everett Koop, who did something like sixty-five thousand pediatric surgeries when he was one of the leading pediatric pediatric surgeons in the country before he became surgeon general. He said, "I never had anyone come back to me later and say." I wish you hadn't operated on me. It wasn't worth the pain. It wasn't worth the suffering. You should have let me die. You know, this this idea of, of people bringing wrongful life suits. You let me live, and you shouldn't have let me live. You should have let me die. That's a life-denying ethic. And uh, the National Health Service has bought into it hook, line, and sinker. And we've talked about this before, and I remember many years ago, uh, reading of Malcolm Muggeridge's uh, prediction, as I'm sure you're aware, he said, uh, you know, speaking to the issue of abortion, he said, on the other end of that continuum, don't be surprised, these are my paraphrased words, but don't be surprised if we practice something called euthanasia, and here we are. Well, I've said it, I've said it even more uh, directly about my own generation, the baby boomers. Many baby boomers who have aborted their babies because they considered them too expensive, too ill, too inconvenient, or too embarrassing will themselves in their old age be allowed to die or assisted in dying before their natural time because their um, their descendants or the society at large think they're too expensive, too ill, too inconvenient, or too embarrassing. As a matter of fact, in this, 
Go ahead. And when that happens, we shouldn't be deceived. God is not mocked. Mm. That which you sow, that shall you also reap. And you say in the column, make no mistake, the spiritual and cultural death spiral uh, spiral into a dangerous, a dangerous moral abyss, gathering alarming momentum even as we talk about it. And I guess my question, among others, might be how can we push back with any effectiveness? You certainly close your column by saying we need to pray for yes. Alfie's family now, certainly for us. But beyond and uh, in addition to our prayers, what can we do to try to stem this tide? Well, we must speak out against it. We must uh, elect congressmen and senators um, and presidents who will only nominate and only uh, vote to confirm judges who will um, defend the right to life and not um, allow this this culture of death to usurp the sanctity of human life culture that's built into our Constitution and into our legal system. Um, But ultimately, all of those things are just fighting a delaying action. Um, We have got to have in this country a, a spiritual revival. Revival is what happens when God's people get right with God. You've got to be, you got to be revived before you can be revived. When God's people get right with God, and then lost people notice, and they start getting saved, that's called an awakening. And when the saved people who've been revived and the lost people have been saved, and they both apply the truths of Scripture to the ills of society, you get a reformation. And what we've got to have is a revival that ripens into an awakening and culminates in a spiritual reformation, just like the one that Luther and Calvin um, um, brought about in Europe and Edwards and Whitfield um, and others brought about in the United States. And then I hear you saying it's not a matter of either or, but both and. And as a matter of fact, I talked in a little, uh, little earlier segment about uh, a call by some 86 organizations right now Uh, a letter sent to the Department of Health and Human Services Secretary to reinstate uh, the Reagan administration's Title X regulations to deny funding uh, to Planned Parenthood, and that's part of it, isn't it? That's exactly right. Right now, Planned Parenthood is not only the leading abortion provider in the United States, they're reaching into your pocket to pay for it. Mm. And I'm also looking at another column at a companion site that I know you're aware of. It's one of your colleagues, stream.org. And they're talking about who owns your child, part two, parental, well, that's the column, who owns your child, parental rights yes. amendment. And uh, that also has to do with the uh, little Alfie case. But talk about this whole issue of who would have thought that we would move from our historic understanding that uh, the rights that we have as free persons are given not by a government, but they are simply given by God, and we recognize that. Well, you know, that's the essential genius of the American system. We believe that all men are endowed with their creator with certain unalienable rights. Uh, And all the government can do is recognize them and protect them. We have them because we're human beings. Every human being, whether that human being is uh, healthy, whether that human being is born, whether that human being is unborn, whether that human being is old and elderly and unproductive or productive, if we're a human being, we have the right to life. It's part and parcel of being a human being. And once we lose that, once we begin to nibble around the edges of that, everyone's life is diminished in value. And before I have to take this final break, and I want to come back, have you talk about uh, your wonderful uh, university seminary that you provide leadership for. Uh, but uh, is there not a correlation then between the growing violence in our own streets 
uh, right here in Washington, D.C., an attack on congressmen a while back playing baseball, uh, and then all the other violent outbreaks that are occurring. I mean, I read over the weekend Chicago, I think, had 76 murders uh, in that weekend. Uh, is there not a correlation to the, between that and what we're talking about in terms of respect for life? Well, there's no question about it. Um, uh, now, some of us are old enough to remember that when people were talking about Roe v. Wade and legalizing abortion on demand, they said, why, if we do that, there'll be no more child abuse. Because every child will be a wanted child, and there'll be no more child abuse. Well, there's been an 8,000% increase in child abuse since 1973. Because you cannot say to people you have an absolute right to kill an unborn baby without devaluing human life, all human life. And it has brutalized us and desensitized us to the value of human life across the board. Well, let's come back and talk about uh, really a correlation, and there is one, folks, between the kind of education we're offering our young people in these and other matters and uh, how then they go out and shape or reshape the culture that uh, we're all concerned about. Stay with us. We have more with Dr. Richard Land. Take a break for coffee and truth from God's Word. Weekday mornings at 10, it's Bible Line with Dr. Ralph Yankee Arnold. I always thought it should be easy. Christ did the work, and all I have to do is believe it. So what's hard about getting saved? And at 1030, Just Thinking with Ravi Zacharias. Christianity is Jesus Christ coming not to make bad people good, but to make dead people live. Strength for your morning. Faith Talk, AM 570, AM 910, and FM 102.1. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. Here are questions I hope you will regard as more than philosophical. What should we expect from government, and what should we expect from ourselves? These are profound questions that define what America is and who its citizens are. The founders wanted government to be limited, so we, the people, would be unlimited. The reason we have high debt and growing vulgarity in our culture is that we've exceeded boundaries set by the Constitution for our civic enjoyment and the ones set by God for our eternal life. What faces us today is not the wrong or right politicians in Washington, but rather a loss of a sense of history and a loss of individual initiative. Too many of us think of government as a first resource, not a last resort. When government exceeds its boundaries, it costs too much and delivers too little. In order to reform government, we must first reform the way we look at it and expect more from ourselves. The next and future elections won't change anything unless we rediscover the Constitution and pay attention to God's boundaries. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My husband and I wanted to buy a new car, and we don't have very good credit rating, so the bank recommended Trinity, so we called them. And the people were very nice. They told us the best solution for our problems. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159 to talk to a certified counselor. Trinity consolidated our bills, got us a lower interest rate, and a much better monthly payment. Trinity 
company will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. We feel much better now. Things are going pretty well. And since we've been with Trinity, our credit rating has really improved. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-793-9159. My name is Ann, and we're debt-free for keeps. 1-800-793-9159. Thank you for the amazing job you've done in moving my first book forward in the publishing process. Ludie Cotton Darnell's book, Ashley, Alex, and the Mystery Twins, was published with Zulon Press. This is an exciting time for me. Have you got a book for a Christian audience? Want to control the publishing process? Your free publishing guide is at ChristianPublishing.com. I thank the Lord that Zulon Press has made it possible. Visit Zulon Press for your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Don Crow, today's guest host for Bill Bunkley, returns in just a moment. Maybe you've always wanted to experience the Holy Land. Why not experience it with Tony and Lois Evans? Imagine being baptized in the Jordan River. Visit Jerusalem, where every stone pathway leads you through the life of Christ. Experience Israel with Tony and Lois Evans. For details, visit letstalkfaith.com. Spin to the left and spin to the right. But when you really want to know, turn to the Don Crow Show. Turn to the Don Crow Show. A few more minutes with Dr. Richard Land, president of Southern Evangelical Seminary and well-known as a leader in Christian apologetics education. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 